ist auf Wiegenes Podcast, wo Best Friends and Survival in a World of Filth. In a World of Filth? That's my metal intro. In a World of Filth. Filth. Filth? Filth. 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 For like a second there, you like broke though, and you went into like, um, movie trailer yeah you doubt for no, like you a definitely hot second yeah 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 mr movie phone well it's because movie trailer is also kind of just metal also kind of batman yeah true i, I mean i could do a different intro in a different metal voice nah no 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 you can first outro. take, okay. take. Outro. you can outro it in All another right, metal do... voice okay i'll do i'll do an outro in more like the cannibal corpse like vomit metal oh kind gross. of thing great We'll try that. Perfect. Okay. So, uh, since audio doesn't have subtitles, uh, welcome to the V-Spot, a veganish podcast for survival and best friends. Uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm the not-so-silent producer of this filth. time, Andy. In a world of filth. <laughs> uh, who, who are you? I'm Danny. And the other one is? I'm Kat. Yep. It's a very special episode because I'm here right from the beginning. And Why? introing, Yeah. Why? Why am I here? Contain yourself. Because you're obsessed. Because I can't help it. You can't help it. Yeah, I can't control my rock and roll. You, yeah. Well, um, can I? Um, can I tell you a music fact that's not like? Ooh. It's, yeah. Well, it's just something that happened to me today that I think I know. Cat will mm. at least find interesting. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Since we're on the topic of of music. Um, <clears throat> So I was listening to Sirius XM on my way home, and what was I listening to? Uh, I don't remember its station. Anyway, Turbo. They were doing no. They were doing the um, top ten pop punk countdown. Great. Um, and of course we had Good Charlotte was at number ten. Um, but anyway, Lifestyles of Rich and Famous. Uh no. Um. Oh my God. What's the other main big the one? The little things. Mm. Yes. Mm. Um, little things, little things. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But uh. So who was hosting it? Because they all have a host. Was uh. Jarrett Reddick. Okay. Who was Bowling for Soup? Yep. Lead singer. Oh. Yep. And so the fun, the fun fact. Here's where the fun thing is. So he was saying how it was number. Mm, this is number seven or six. Is the song he was talking about was um. Stacy's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got oh, it going on. R.I.P. Well, so what's interesting? Huh? What? Wait, what? Uh, rip what? What's what's rip? Oh, um, Adam Schletz. I don't, I'm terrible at names. Schletzinger, the singer and writer for Fountains of Wayne, passed away of COVID last year. I he's, didn't know that. He's yeah. also the writer on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Huh? Yeah. So what's well? See, this is why you're gonna find it funny. What Jarrett was saying was that every time they went to perform anytime bowling for soup was like anywhere um warped tours doing a tour on their own whatever there would have people cu- show up um with t-shirts saying i'm stacy's mom and they were like <sighs> okay cool great whatever <laughs> and and then at the end they did meet and greets after they were like why didn't you play stacy's mom and they were like because that's not that's not us dude. our <laughs> song and That's apparently funny. this happened so fucking frequently that it's like a thing. Like it was a serious thing that like for some reason, like these fucking schlubs thought that oh, Stacey's man. mom was bowling for soup. 
What? That's... And I knew that Kat would find that like, what the fuck? That's just like an early two thousand. That feels like an early two thousands trope that every like pop punk band of the early two thousands was the same band. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it's so... just like, how do you fuck that up? It's a yeah. It's a main. If you don't know every Fountains of Wayne song, fine. If you don't know every Bowling for Soup song, fine. But how Stacy's mom was a hit. It was a mm-hmm. well known yeah. thing. How do you not know? Who I mean, did I, it? I get it. The band both to show have up three the... words in the title, but they are not the same three words. No, you don't have fountain of soup. <laughs> fountain no. of soup. So... Fountain of soup is my cover band for like pop punk so, like <laughs> artists. So yeah. okay. we play we play bars. So I can I can I can contribute a little bit more to to this. Um, okay. So couple things. Number one, Fountains of Wayne had another, not quite as popular, but I I enjoyed more, maybe controversial opinion song, called Someone to Love, and in that song they reference Schenectady. So there's that. Weird. Yep. Um, and um, so as as I think Danny knows, Andy, you may or may not know, when I was a youth. In my late teens and early twenties, I was what um, the f- the movie almost famous coined a band aid, and it's like a groupie but different. And mm. so I have hung out with Bowling for Soup so many times, and uh, used mm. to hang out backstage at Northern Lights with them quite a bit when they would come around here. So no brag or anything, but <laughs> no, that's a huge yeah, that is a huge brag. Also, I was as I was listening, I was like, I fucking love Bowling for Soup. Oh yeah, yeah. me too. I used to love Bowling them. for Soup. Was Are... one of my fucking mm-hmm. favorites ever. Okay. Here's a real question about Bowling for Soup. Then are they like quasi local somehow? I don't think I so. Don't... No, I don't think so. Huh. No, I so don't how... think so. Can, is it appropriate to talk about on the podcast how you became a band-aid for Bowling Absol- for Soup? Absolutely. So, um, like I said, I used to... They're from Texas. I just looked it up. Um, oh, yeah, because they have all those songs about being from Texas. Duh. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> what? I don't even a shitty know band-aid how you it are. started. Yeah, I don't even really know how it started. But when I was younger and I would go to like all the pop punk shows, like I said to you guys over the weekend, I was a total scene kid. Um the first time it ever happened, I was at a Sugar Cult concert, and mm. the opening band was the Pink Spiders, and um, we were just, like, hanging out at the end of the show, me and my friend Megan, and the singer, Matt, came up to me and, like, gave me his phone number, and I was like, okay, and thus was born my realization that boys and bands would talk to me, and so... <laughs> I just started doing that. <laughs> I this would just start talking to boys I've... and bands. And yeah. the first time that I met the fellas from Bowling for Soup, they they were like an older crowd. Like they they were like almost a little like adjacent to some of the more popular bands, like your Fallout Boy and your Simple Plan, et cetera, et cetera, of the time. Because like those were like young dudes, and not to say that Bowling for Soup wasn't, but they were like nerdy, kind of like older guys. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. quite the same vibe. And um, we were at a Warp tour, and uh, we just happened to be like at their tent or something, Megan and I, and we struck up a conversation with them, and they and just got added to the roster of people who, when they came around, we would go and hang out. Hmm. Kat used to be cool. This explains a lot why I have never become a band aid for anything. Because 
I'm not attractive to these uh, to these band members in the same way. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you and our guest on the interview might have. I, yeah, I mean, you are a band aid now. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I, like there's certain bands that I'm attracted attractive to in that way. L- probably like Guar. Oh my god, you would totally be a freaking band aid for Guar. Jesus. Oh, I mean, we, well, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But but like, and they would be into it because like. Oh yeah, you're like an old man too. Sure, I get it. Uh-huh. <gasps> you got a dad bod. We got a dad yeah, bod. Yeah, you got What's dad up? bod. We got dad bod. But like, yeah, bowling for like, soup. Um, bowling for soup wouldn't fuck with me. No, bowling for soup. Just to give you a, a little, yeah. So bowling for soup uh, started in 1994 when I was the ripe age mm. of eight. Oh. So Good they were them. definitely like an older. You know, like mm-hmm. a, definitely a different vibe compared to the people that they were playing alongside at, at different um, festivals and stuff. I mean, the song 1985 should tell you that they're of an older yeah. generation. Right. Well, um, in this little countdown, and I'm so sad because it started and I was at like number six when I pulled into the driveway. Mm. I thought about sitting in the car and just listening. Um, but the song that came on and he talked about it was at a warped tour that they mm-hmm. were at and performing at and they went to one of the other tents and um listened to yellow card <laughs> oh my god yellow card that was that was yeah and they were like card. they like talked about he was like yeah so we went over there like you know the band went over there and we're like who the hell what's up with these guys and they started playing ocean avenue because like of course yeah, man, of course and they were like oh these guys are legit and it's just funny hearing like one band talk about another band like that where you're like that were both big deals they were both like fairly big deals yeah but you could like tell because like they were already like the age thing i mean i'm not sure how old the people in yellow card are they're were, not old. are they're probably but, like age. exactly mm-hmm. so but you could just tell the way he talked about it that bowling for soup like went over there and they're like ah eh, who are these young you know like just who are these mm-hmm. hi these there where your dad <laughs> yeah. yeah but they were i don't know it was cool it was cool and i just i was like I thought it was an interesting thing, and I almost texted Kat this story, and then I was like, no, no, I'm going to wait for the podcast I'll save it. in general because uh, of the musical guest that we have on here, but also because knowing Kathleen's history, I thought it would be of particular yeah. interest to her that for some reason nobody knew who did Stacy's mom. Wink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yellow card. Um, these fellas are in the are, are 40, 41. Yeah. So they're, they're our age range-ish. Generally, yeah. yeah. Can you hear well, uh, Norman playing with the bell? I can. Well, that feels like a good segue into <laughs> our special guest interview, Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't ever intro interviews, so I don't really know what to do. Oh, stop it. You, uh, have, you, you have taken the reins with your new yeah. friend, so just continue yeah. on. Do you know what you do? You just say we're gonna we're, we'll let you listen to the interview, and then can you do the impression of uh, the Joker? Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Mm-hmm. The Joker from when they're about to do and here. Oh, it's uh, yeah, yeah. The and here we go. So we're about to embark on an adventure, mm-hmm. a new another interview, um, and we just. Like we said, we're super informal on this, right? So we just like kind of throw you in front of a bus. Um, but I, so we're going to ask you, I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself, mysterious guest, um, uh, some bullet points. People are usually like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, just give me like five or six bullet points. Um, and we'll just like 
go from there. And it can be anything about yourself, who you are, what you do. Um, I would also like to know if you did uh, do any rituals to bring any demons to this podcast. <laughs> Greetings, V-Spot Podcast. This is Brian Madowitz, the vegan black metal chef. Oh my God. I am out of Orlando, Florida, and I teach vegan cooking on the internet with a musical cooking show called The Vegan Black Metal Chef. And it's basically a cooking show that is in a dungeon-like kitchen, and I write my own soundtrack to the episodes, and the lyrics to the songs are the recipes and what's going on. And it's all subtitled in case you don't speak metal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all in a dungeon-like kitchen, and uh, and awesomeness ensues. Like, but, you're um, not yeah. About the awesomeness, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. We're very excited about your level of awesome. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Other yeah. mysterious <laughs> guest. He's not really. All a right. Guest. All right. Unleash the fangirl. Have at it. I'm not really here, but I'm here this time. I absolutely. Normally, Andy is silent-ish, especially with interviews. He tends to let us like talk to people, whatever. But literally, the second we got um, the email about this interview. I was like, holy shit, did you see that? Because, um, like, you're, as I like to say, big potatoes. Oh, yeah. This, think, is, Brian, this like, is big potatoes. Like, no offense to our previous big guests. Potatoes. But All I think right. this is the biggest potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a, like, big potato. And so I was like, oh, and I nerded out a little bit. And then I was like, Andy, did you see? And he was like, oh, holy shit. And I was like, you'll be on there. And then even, like, an hour ago, he was like, no, I'm not going to. I'll be, you know, I'll talk to him before or after. And I was like, no. I'm not doing this because what Andy will do is he will text us rapid fire or he'll say something via text and I'm not going to play in between, in between you guys. So we invited Andy to join us um, because like you're, you might be his chef soulmate. (laughs) Well, I I am humbled and honored that anyone still gives a damn. So (laughs) thank you. Hi. Remember that time the beginning of this interview sounded like absolute crap on our end? Well, that was my fault. I'm sorry. This is what happens when I'm here. See, I say hard disagree. It was the demons. That- <laughs> it was probably the demons. Yeah, it was definitely the probably demons. Probably the power. Of is Satan. that like, I was going to say, would it that technically, would it be demons or would it be like just some sort of other worldly entity like what are we summoning other than delicious recipes other than delicious what is yeah because black metal isn't necessarily my type Ooh, a gremlin okay okay (laughs) i like that yeah so i I am on this one unusually because uh i'm a bit of a a music nerd and i am a food like cooking nerd so i would have sent too many text messages with questions to you know, not be annoying. So I'm just here. Well, yeah, because so, we're the foodies. Yeah. Like Kat and I are the You guys food- like well, to eat. Cat really cat <laughs> really likes to eat. Um secondarily likes to cook. I like to eat and cook, and you like to cook and eat, if that yeah. makes sense. I think that mm-hmm. tears it properly. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So e- it's quite good. Yeah. Brian, what category do you fit into? Yeah, do you like cooking or eating more or equally? Oh. <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, I guess equally. I'm gonna have to say equally. Although I, I, I really do like eating. But, uh, but if I, if I don't know, I don't know whether it's just uh, the fact that when you sort of eat out all the time, that pretty quickly you realize that like you haven't eaten a vegetable, even though you've been eating vegan like the entire time. Yes. You haven't eaten like an actual vegetable in a very long time. Yes. And, okay. uh, and despite my, I don't know, reputation of like. Uh, 
of vegan hearty food, I guess you would call it in a nice way. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I eat quite a lot of vegetables and things in the, in the, the food that I make. And so, so yeah, I guess, uh, I guess both. I, you just like tugged on my heartstrings when you said missing vegetables or realize you mm-hmm. haven't eaten a vegetable Same. because <laughs> so we're in New York and, um, we're upstate super du- upstate New, New York, York and we're super duper seasonal here. Right. So like you can't get a, a tomato to save your life because you can't grow them around here and everywhere they come from, it's like, what kind of, bleh. Mm. and so like we were just, I swear to God, we were just saying for the past few days, like I miss eating vegetables because we try to stay like super local. What's in season. We're really making an effort to do more of that right now. And fuck nothing, nothing. Root vegetables. <laughs> Enjoy your potatoes for like four or five months. Eat, have this parsnip. Just yeah. potatoes and a rhubarbs or rutabagas. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, shout out and to potatoes. Too, Who I doesn't love potatoes? Yeah. I mean, but like a like nice fresh zucchini would be great. Just right the now. glory of a salad. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> or like a tomato that doesn't taste like it's full of you know like sawdust or something like that. <laughs> That'd be just wonderful. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. All right. Who wants to begin the first real proper question? I don't have a proper question, but I do want to say, um, so we've watched your YouTube videos um, and heard your singing, your... Docile tones. Docile tones throughout them. Docile tones of the... See? Of the serenade of the recipe. (laughs) It's really, see, it's really freaking weird though. Cause then Andy looked up, I don't know what you were on that you came across. Like I think an old interview. That's an ABC news interview. Yeah. Yeah. ABC nightline. Yeah. And I was like, wait, who's talking? And he's like, oh, that's Brian. I'm like, that's what he sounds like. (laughs) Cause I'm so used to hearing you do your thing that like, and you would think, I'm not, you know, black metal isn't my particular form of metal normally, but I I know in my brain that someone who sings is a metal musician does not necessarily sound the same as they do when they're talking. But it was jar. I was like, whoa, that's what he sounds like. And you have like you have a very nice voice in both mm-hmm. both directions. Well, thank so. you. I was actually kind of surprised that the uh, the host uh, John Berman, I think it was. Uh, actually sounded the same like in real life as he did like on the uh, the newscast. He was like, hey there, I'm John Berman. And I'm like, blah, blah. and I'm like, okay, wow. Like, that's, that's actually your like voice and cadence. Interesting. Um, oh, so that's, oh, so that's just yeah, you. That's that you are a radio DJ at drive time. Okay, <laughs> sure. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was as if like, like, uh, like a, an eccentric radio DJ, like actually just spoke like that when ordering at Taco Bell or something. <laughs> give it a gobble and give me that Frito burrito. Yeah. Oh my God. No. You guys are really going to yeah. regret that I'm on this one. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> um. So I, I guess my first question, because this is like, I was like, my big thing is like, good vegan question what came first the chicken or the egg like what came first your music or your cooking like how how did you get to do the vegan black metal chef because i'm like were you a metal like in a band first or were you cooking first like what came first yeah the origin story yeah Mm. so uh so the vegan black metal chef stuff started uh because well i had been vegan since about either 2000 or 2001 and um 
And when I first started, I said, well, I think my, uh, my food tastes really good. It's not that difficult to make. And it's pretty cheap. Kind of three things that people think veganism isn't. So I, I wanted to, to tell the world about what I thought was a pretty doable form of veganism for a whole lot of people. So I thought about making a cooking show, but cooking shows kind of bore me and put me to sleep. And at the time, I was just first able to make a halfway decent recording, finally. And, uh, and so decided to combine my skills and uh, make the cooking show that I wanted to see of, uh, of, of music and, uh, and cooking. But um, I guess technically, I guess actually the vegan stuff probably came first because I got a guitar uh, just about my last year of college. Um, and just me and my friend went to a pawn shop and just bought guitars and amps just as cheap as we could get them. And, uh, and I was like, whoa, I want to do this. And, uh, and um, so, yeah, and, and I went vegan, I guess, in my like first or second year of, uh, of college. So similar-ish time, but, uh, but the, the vegan stuff came, came a bit first. Hmm. Okay. Any quit, Andy? Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I'm just sitting here. I'm just, I'm just here. Don't expect me to fill Oh, because he blanks. looked like he had something <laughs> on his mind. So how, how did you find your metal voice? How did That's I find good. my metal voice? Yeah. Like, um, I know that might sound weird, but like, you don't want me to try to do what you do. No. It's not pretty. It sounds like I'm choking on a tortilla chip. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Uh, actually, I guess it really, it took me uh, a really long time. Um, because be between, I guess, when I first started playing guitar and was even uh, able to make that first half uh, uh, episode, um, I had been playing music for, I guess, what, like uh, 10, 12 years at that point. And, um, and so it, start it starts off really bad and you have to delude yourself into thinking that it's really good. <laughs> and uh and like uh and like when i listen to some of my old recordings i'm like oh my god i mean when i listen to my current recordings i'm like oh my god like uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah it's like it's really a constant process of like deluding yourself that something that really isn't that good uh is is really good in your mind and uh if you don't do that you'll just stop and quit if you saw the reality of it from the very beginning then I don't. I don't know how any musician would uh would would get past the the, the first stage. Because I mean, unless you're just naturally gifted and naturally amazing at everything. Um, but yeah, it uh it, it starts off really bad and then evolves over time. That's uh, that's uh, uh the, the, the it's the it's not at all an it. analogy for this podcast. I was literally like. <laughs> just going to say that is exactly like this podcast when people tell me they're going to listen to it, and I'm like, start on like episode 100 because anything. <laughs> See, I was going to say, when that, do you think we're going to start sounding good? Oh, when do we're going to? <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, <laughs> today, today's the day. This is it. Today's the day. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the I things mean, that, that like I think is. You know, it, you got you start. I think all podcasts, probably musicians too. Actually, now that you said it like that, say like, don't I mean, start I pr probably at the beginning. all art, really. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. feel like that's very true. I mean, I mean, yeah. Like, uh, well, there's some people that seem to be able to just at least seemingly right out the right out of the gate, uh, be absolutely amazing at, at whatever they do. But, um, but yeah, that, that definitely wasn't wasn't my journey, and it's uh, still not my journey. Speaking of speaking of journeys, 
looping back to the vegan side of it. Look, I'm doing the vegan work today. <laughs> what was your vegan journey? We've we've discussed the music one. Now, what was the vegan journey to get you mm. into the vegan world? Animals, planet, yeah, or so health? I, yeah, we figure it's always one well, of those. Well, so I, I, I think I have the most common, like, why I became <laughs> vegan story in existence. Uh, I had a girlfriend in late high school that went vegetarian, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, and I looked at her and uh, well, at the at the time I said, well, I recognize that as the right way to go, but I'm not ready for that yet. And so I didn't do anything. And so a year or so went by, and uh, it's in my first year of college. And I looked back at her and I said, well, she didn't die. <laughs> uh, like uh, if, if, if she didn't die, then and I recognize that as the right way to go, then really, what am I so afraid of? And because I, I recognized it as a fear within myself. And it wasn't a fear of actually anything. It was just this weird, deep-seated, conditioned fear mm-hmm. of nothing. I couldn't live with myself of having this fear of nothing and not facing it and uh and so so i i went vegetarian for like a month or two then i went to an animal rights group on campus at uh university of florida where i was going at the time uh there's a new animal rights group called the animal activists of alachua and uh they're playing some videos it was probably some like PETA meet your meat videos or something mm. and uh this is before the age of youtube and um and saw some videos and said okay now I'm vegan and uh and yeah that was a uh, that was how i became vegan hmm. it's i feel like that's like a classic it really yeah. is like yeah <laughs> yeah and it's, it's like it's good kind vibe. of similar to me yeah like like my ex was the one who was like i think i'm gonna go vegan and i was like yeah you're on your own and then, <laughs> and then same thing through like exposure and videos etc cetera, etc cetera, i was like yeah all right me too <laughs> cat bullied me yeah, into for sure. it uh, and uh and i totally had something to say but then i totally forgot it that's all right (laughs) (laughs) that is also the nature of this podcast yes that's also very correct you're right into the groove (laughs) yes yes welcome all right so so we've got the vegan journey we've got the metal journey i feel like we're almost to the trifecta i just have like a random question okay yeah go go ahead what did what did you go to school for if not well yeah oh yeah i studied uh behavioral neuroscience and computer science (laughs) and here we are uh, Um, so how did okay uh yeah i I really wanted to initially get a like an md phd and study sleep or uh or be a computer programmer and uh and i was a computer programmer in a brain lab in uh in in college at a place called the mcknight brain institute (laughs) And uh, it, at least it was a human lab. It wasn't an animal lab, which uh, which I luckily avoided. Well, I guess purposefully avoided. But uh, but yeah, that that was definitely a path that many others were sort of almost forced to take in a sense uh, if, if they wanted to pursue that uh, that that degree. And um, and yeah, but long story short, I I graduated school with like severe tendonitis and precarpal tunnel syndrome. And basically couldn't yeah. use my hands uh, from like typing and clicking a mouse all the time uh, on a desk that was like a little too high for me. <laughs> and uh, and so, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I just graduated school and I can't like use my hands. And uh, and I enjoyed the behavioral neuroscience stuff, but it wasn't really my passion. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like I wasn't reading up on it every day and learning as much as I could about it. it I, I, I sort of flipped through the majors and picked the one that I thought sucked the least <laughs> like in the uh uh like I can't say like uh, I didn't exactly know my my direction at that time I mean uh 
in one sense, after high school, I wanted to open up a new age bookstore. So, I mean, yeah, that was, uh, and I, and I went to college for all the wrong reasons. Uh, I went to college because basically it was what I was expected to do mm-hmm. after high school. Yep. And I had a, uh, I had a, a scholarship from the Florida Bright Futures, uh, thing. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I went, I went to, I went to college for all the wrong reasons and I, I don't encourage that today. Yeah. I relate to that for sure. I feel like everyone like, yeah. because how many people are using the degree that they got? Like I literally not very few. I think I know like yeah. one or two people. Literally. Yeah. I can think of two people using their degree. Yeah. I think I'm about the same. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I, I, w- I wouldn't trust 17 year old me to make life choices for the rest of my life anyway. Yeah, Isn't it amazing right. how somehow you're like, yeah, what are you, 17, yeah. horny? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I go to college? Sure. Yeah. Cool. Great. You can and, decide what you want to do the rest of your life and $120,000 later. Yeah. And actually, <laughs> one of the two people I can think of, Michaela, went to school uh, when she was 30. So she started her undergrad at like 30 years old. So like she was an adult and able to make choices. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Not like the rest of us. I have a completely useless degree. Raise raise your hand if you have a degree you're not using. (laughs) Yeah, no, my useless degree is in fine art and photography. Uh, See, to me, that's a very useful degree, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I mean, if you wanted to take awesome pictures and have like a total passion for yeah, no. photography. And she does. No, she I could do. use her degree. She's <laughs> just an idiot. No, no, no. But here's my, here's my argument, though. Like, here's here's my argument for like, uh, you know, the difference between my degree and your degree, for example. Like, I did not need to get a degree to be a photographer. You know what I mean? Like, that's it's not uh, completely necessary. And also, like, do I still do that? Yeah, sometimes. But I'm a insanely different person than I was at 18 years old. So I don't, you know what I mean? I don't have the same interests at all. I actually just started graduate school sort of for something completely different that is not even remotely related to my undergrad degree. So, you know, just you evolve, I suppose is my point. Fair enough. She should get back to taking photos though. Don't let her. Yeah, she should probably. (laughs) I do find it. I mean, I don't suck. But (laughs) she doesn't. I I do find it extremely interesting that for, I think, at least two of the four on this recording, the thing that did stick from your more youthful endeavors is the veganism. Mm. Curious. I like it's important to know where we came from. But like for our for Brian, I was like trying to get a gauge because it's it's funny. I guess I'm thinking like because everyone thinks metalheads or anyone who listens to metal music is a certain brand of human being and i have yes. found that more often than not they are actually like nerdy people or really smart people or really creative in the kitchen like things like that yeah. that like if you ask the average joe like oh this person listens to metal what do you think they're like they would be like oh they're you know stupid and they're What's up with their hair? He's an angry guy. He just does like yeah. He's angry. He's angsty. Yeah. No, it's funny you say that because I was telling a friend of mine about this interview, and and this person is not a vegan and and wasn't you know super familiar. Um, but they made a comment like, oh, I wouldn't equate a vegan with somebody who was into black metal. And for me, who like is in the vegan world and and kind of knows that that is kind of a common thing that goes hand in hand. I was like, huh, interesting. <laughs> Cause that doesn't seem odd to me at all. <laughs> right. Right. Well, was well, especially nowadays uh, before, I mean, there were definitely some, were some vegan metalheads before, but uh, I, I guess it was mostly in the, 
like the the hardcore and punk scene yeah. initially, yeah. and then uh, and then as time went on, like uh, ooh, either that. Or, I mean, there there are some old school metalheads that that were vegan mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in big bands and whatnot. Um, I guess even as far back as like Geezer Butler or whatnot in uh, in Black Sabbath, mm-hmm. but but yeah, in in general, uh, it definitely it, it it's definitely grown over the years. I mean, did you tell your friend Cat like Rob Zombie? Like just yeah. speaking of musicians that you wouldn't oh, yeah, necessarily yeah. think are vegan, and then like once you know, you're like, oh no, wait, that checks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's that's fair. You should you should mention that to said friend and be like, mm-hmm. did you know? Did not yeah, know about to, Geezer to, Butler. To circle it back, a conversation mm-hmm. we had a week ago. I just want to mention, <laughs> you know, it'd be like you what can are you fact check about? the Geezer thing for me, but yeah, yeah. Well, you could be like, this interview made me think. Like speaking yeah. of people, you wouldn't necessarily know, but then the more you know, there is someone that we have been trying to figure out for years who it is. So Andy and I are big Guar fans, um, and. We are convinced that someone in Guar is vegan or plant-based or vegan adjacent because Guar Bar has such a good vegan selection, like stupid Mm -hmm. good vegan options there. And at Guar BQ, they always had like, instead you could get the pork sandwich or you could get a tofu sandwich, which was equally good. Like they did a smoked tofu that was fucking I'm drooling now. It's so good. And I'm trying. We don't know. And, uh, and Od- Odorous did a uh, did an ad for PETA, too. As yeah, well. he did. Yeah. Yep. And um, so I'm like, the... someone has to be vegan in fucking war. And I don't yeah. know who it is. I'm. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm not sure. But I, I know what you're I know what you're talking about. I've, I've been to the guar bar and it is fantastic. Oh, thank uh, God. When I, I did a <laughs> cooking demonstration in in Richmond, Virginia. And Richmond is awesome in general, actually. Richmond is and, such a fun uh, town. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the, the the ancestral home of Guar. I was and, uh, I was like nervous to mention Guar. <laughs> I like told Andy I was like I have to ask him if he likes Guar, and Andy was like we were like oh maybe we'll wait till the end because if he's like no I fucking hate them we were gonna have to be like oh, we gotta go. <laughs> I've, I've I've seen Guar so many times. So, <laughs> yay! Thank God. I mean, rest in peace, Guar. But uh, but yeah. Uh rip orderus. I know. Sad, sad, yeah. sad pandas. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and mention the Guar song that's kind of vegan adjacent. You're yeah, not well, gonna mention was, it? well, no, I was going to say the, um, you know, we, they do have a very vegan line in uh, the on the new album of the Dickie Duncan song, mm-hmm. uh, which again feeds into that. There's got to be somebody, somebody but is. I just don't know who it is. Wait, wait, wait. Which uh, which album? Uh, it's uh, Blood of Gods, the newest, the newest one. I think it was like 2018 or 17. They mm-hmm. put it out. But there's a huh. song. Um, it's just called Dickie Duncan, and there's a line that is something. And now I it's can't remember. Murder on your plate. I'm pretty sure, or something yeah, the, like that. It, it's a it's a play on fast food and McDonald's, and you know, um, it's like killing little piggies on the production line. Yeah. Um, to make uh something something to make the slop on which you dine, kind of thing, and it and it's mm, it's got a real yeah. vegan bent to it, and mm-hmm. I there was I think it was an article on. One of the metal websites that specifically called it out as topics they were talking about, like, oh, yeah, they hit some politics, they hit this, that. Oh, and a little bit of vegan slips in there. I'm like, oh, okay, fair, fair enough. Um, hmm. So I guess a question, the intersectionality. Look, at I'm like an, a, an adult interviewer. The intersectionality yeah, between metal oh, yeah. and vegan, they do kind of somehow always cross over. But Why? Yeah, I I mean I've been asked this question uh, uh about a zillion times and I mean when you go uh, to the and, experts, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the the only thing that I could think of uh, cuz in 
in one sense, like, yeah, they, they, they mostly have little to do with each other. Uh, the only thing that I can think of is that, uh, the hardest part about going vegan, in my opinion, is not finding delicious food to eat. It is breaking the social conditioning that we are subjected to from birth, uh, constantly every day throughout our life until, uh, our, uh, uh, always. And one thing that metal does, I guess, is, uh, is it helps you sort of buck social conditioning in general, uh, because you have to, I mean, metal's a, a it's big, but it's a, it's, it's definitely not, uh, exact. It, it, it's, it's more mainstream now probably than it ever was, but, uh, but yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely adjacent to, uh, to pop culture, but it's never, or yet. It's, it's, uh, or, or it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not, uh, it's, it, it, yeah, it's, it's not exactly part of pop culture. Yeah. It's never, and, uh, never the and, top 100 kind of nonsense that's going on. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and so, uh, so to me, that's, uh, that's, that's one of the things that I could think of is that, uh, is that, well, if you, if you've already sort of bucked social conditioning, to that extent, then uh, then perhaps it helps you to uh, to do it just a little bit more. Yeah, I feel like that it's like it's got its origins in that kind of like the punk scene and everything and just the, you know, like, fuck the man, fuck this stuff. I'm also not going to eat meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that's mm-hmm. how you get there. I'm yeah. all for it. Yeah, fair I, enough. I think that's a I think it's an interesting point, too. I think we've, we've we've brought this up a couple of times. Just the it is almost like you said, counterculture to say, well, I don't, I don't eat meat. Now all of a sudden you're the weird guy in the room. You're the the strange one. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's like, well, but why, why is that a thing aside from just advertising inundated with the imagery of like, well, you got to have a steak and potato dinner, but why not a tofu and potato? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you can say like, well, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to go out drinking every day this week. And people will be like, oh, like, uh, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta blow off some steam and you could say, well, I'm, I'm going to take up smoking. And, uh, and people say, oh, well, I mean, sometimes you have to relieve the stress or whatever, but if you say you're going vegan, everyone around you is like, you're going to die. I can't believe <laughs> like, uh, why do you hate me and everything that I stand yeah, for? How could like, you do, do that? You, you hate that. your parents now. You hate your grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, so it's, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty deep seated thing that, um, that, that it's, uh, it, it's strange, but, but there it is. Yeah. Why is that a we, thing? Like people yeah. take it personally. Yeah. We yeah, talk yeah. about that kind of a lot. Like that's a, that's a thing we've discussed in various ways, but like the thing that I feel like we always come back to is that you can bring up any topic like you could you could try to talk to somebody about religion pro-life pro-choice like politics anything and nobody is going to get as mad as they get when you challenge what they ate for dinner it is the most outrageous thing <laughs> like it's, it's i i i i think it, it has to yeah. be so let me know i i don't actually know this and this is not a, a verified uh peer-reviewed thing that i'm saying <laughs> this is pure speculation but uh but yeah i mean i i just think that like like there's just some basal part of our brain that uh, that what we were taught to eat when we're children is like what we associate with safe mm-hmm, or something. Yeah. And uh, and then if something if uh, if the paradigm it, that's like a pretty basal paradigm to to shift and like uh, and so if if that gets shifted then then your brain just thinks it's being attacked in like uh, in like the the most basal way possible and uh, and so yeah so we, we probably respond like that mm-hmm. kind of challenges the fight or flight that's my theory you know the yeah. like 
oh, you're challenging what I eat, my method of survival, the only mm-hmm. way I have to go about existing. You're mm-hmm. you're bad. It's also like an emotional yeah. attack, yeah. like not just like an existence thing, but you know, people are like, well, you, you know, your grandmother's gonna cook a ham for Easter and you're not gonna eat it, and you're like. No, no, but I still love grandma. Like, right, I don't right. understand why these two things are associated. Like, so weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, with a lot of people, if you if you uh, if you attack their just their 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 worldview, mm-hmm. then uh, then the brain can't really differentiate like an abstract attack like that from a from an actual physical attack mm. uh, in the se- in the sense of like uh, like what what your amygdala is going to do to react to it. And uh, and so yeah, while consciously you might know that you're not being physically attacked, then uh, like uh, I think it takes it takes probably a certain amount of exposure in, in a sense to have your brain calm down enough to uh, to be able to even hear what the other person's saying. Mm, that's actually a good good point. Yeah, and the uh, it's the, yeah. the 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 you've built up a mental model of what you know, like what food is, what meal time is. I know uh, like Alton Brown always is kind of on the the train of like food is culture culture is food kind of thing you know like i don't i don't cook for myself it's better when i cook for other people and then if mm-hmm. you're kind of coming for what i'm cooking for you or the thing that i do to provide you know sustenance and in the like survival way like life force to <laughs> to my family i feel threatened and scared mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sure this... And on, a, on, a, on another point, I, I've never understood why people don't uh, like because many people have actually said to me like, oh, you just cook for yourself. Like, uh, I mean, just when I, when I cook and, uh, and I, I mean, I live alone at the moment and uh, and uh, and I'm single at the moment. And so and people are like, you just cook for yourself. And I've never understood why that is even like a, like a thing or a question. I'm like, you don't like to eat good food that. You didn't happen to buy in a store, like, or, or didn't happen to buy at a restaurant. Like, <laughs> I feel like this ties back to the very first vegan metal chef. That is the the pad thai noodle one, where it's just like, uh, the 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 there's a line in there that's something like this pet this sauce is fucking awesome. Every other sauce you've ever gotten in a store is it sucks. This sucks. <laughs> just do something nice for yourself. You know, like, <laughs> like cook yourself some good pad thai noodles. <laughs> I mean, everyone's it's a, there's a self love kick. Self love can be food too. Oh my god, nothing makes me feel better than food. Like I love food. <laughs> oh my wow, god. Thanks. No, it's true though. Like I mean, no, I relate to that for sure. Like I don't. I love. That's why I said like I love eating. Like you know, it's just. And it's a weird thing too. A lot of people think that vegans just eat salad and whatnot, and they don't realize that so many. Just like you, you said that uh, people didn't realize that a lot of metalheads are. Are typically they're kind of smart and uh, and or kind of nerdy or mm-hmm. kind of like uh, or some something along those lines. A lot of people don't realize that vegans like to eat. I think more than anyone oh else. <laughs> <laughs> Empirical evidence that we have gathered on this podcast says that that is a true statement. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, and the the things that we do. So we went over <laughs> the past weekend oh, to Connecticut, and all we care about our our every our everyday activity is based around food. Every, yeah, it's literally everything we do. And like anytime we travel anywhere, we're like, where are we going to eat? It's key if we can find somewhere very like special to Mm -hmm. eat. And I mean, if not, no big deal. We'll find whatever. But in Connecticut, we went to Three Girls Vegan Creamery. Mm -hmm. And 
we ordered food. It was the three of us and one of our friends. And when we rolled up, because you ordered ahead of time and you go pick it up from out front on they put your food on a table when it's done. <laughs> and there was <laughs> so much food. There were four bags. I think what? there was more than four bags. <laughs> there was a box. Yeah. Kat had a whole bread thing to herself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah like we love to eat it's not just like oh i eat food or whatever just to survive or oh no no yeah and well i mean and and traveling around sometimes uh with 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 non-vegans in my my personal experience like uh not not all of them put that much uh kind of thought or effort into like uh in into a place to eat they're like oh let's let's just try this place over here or let's just try that place over there and it's usually just kind of a mediocre whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm like, okay, I can't wait to uh, be on my own to uh, to <laughs> <laughs> go eat the awesome things mm-hmm. and uh, and or or be with my other friends that actually really like to eat and like go eat the eat the awesome things and uh, and yeah. And so so I don't know. I, th- I think vegans will like we we put a little bit of uh, like a place has to like excite us to uh, to be like yes, we're going there. And I can't wait to do it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more of that like research aspect to it. Like whenever we, whenever we, well, when we could travel, whenever we traveled, it was like, oh, what vegan stuff is in this city? And then it's like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a destination as opposed to like, eh, shit, I got to eat whatever, right. I guess. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. You, you have done, mm-hmm. well, in the past, when the world was a normal place, you've done some traveling around. I do remember you came up around us to a veg fest in yeah. Albany, New York. Uh, so, several times actually, which I was the last. I think the last time that I am aware of, I had to leave that veg fest before, like your like your time slot was, and it was a bummer. Sucks to suck. And then I quit mm-hmm. that job because I was like, <laughs> "Don't screw with my life that way." <laughs> but look if, what you made me miss. Look what you made me do. <laughs> if you had to pick a city or a place to go as a vegan mecca to get like just. Yeah, this is the this is the choicest of vegan eats. What would you pick? The choicest of vegan eats. Now, back in the day, I would have said Portland for sure. That's what I hear. But uh, but now I have to actually say uh, Los Angeles. Mm. Oh, uh, well, I mean, I maybe I'm a little biased because I lived there for uh, for like four years and change uh, recently. But um, but no, but or uh, I'm sorry, but uh, Los Angeles. Now there's lots of places in the US that have really really good great food. Like uh I mean even Orlando where I live now is, is spectacular. Like you'd be blown away if uh if you, you if if you knew. And uh and but yeah, Los Angeles the like now the thing with Los Angeles is there's a li- there, there's so many vegan places that there's almost now typically in other towns if a vegan place isn't awesomely spectacular, it it really won't last because uh, because yeah, it, like vegan food has to really honestly in most places have something to prove uh, to uh, to to really stick around and yeah, it's got to be flip out good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Los Angeles, I think there's a lot of non-vegan restaurant owners that just decide to open up vegan places just to uh, just to tap into the the vegan market there. But having said that, though Los Angeles, it, I would say, is the, uh, the 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 mecca of of vegan food in general. You kind of have to, you know, separate the wheat from the chaff. But when you do, it's very very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. go. 
See, I've never had a driving urge and desire to go to LA. Like I've been to San Francisco before and had some, you know, very, some very good vegan sushi out there, but I've never mm. wanted to go to LA. You've convinced me. You've changed my mind. I'm yeah, going. Yeah. 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 I mean, and actually I would say LA has the most unique vegan sushi I've ever had in my uh -huh. life at a place called Shojin. It is not cheap at all, but at the same time, uh, it's it's combinations and flavors and just ways of making things that would be an absolute pain to do on your own. And uh, like, uh, as it's it's not the uh, it's not a a normal sushi place uh, in in any respect. And uh, so that's why I say it's uh, it's definitely the most unique vegan sushi. It's uh, some people absolutely love it, and I very much like it but uh but um yeah but it is definitely the most unique vegan sushi i've ever ever had or seen in my life i feel like is this a good segue you're, sure you're queen of the to segues what? yeah to, to so, what <laughs> yeah we can't we can't tell you you just have I'm to do not it a mind no. reader yeah yeah well, fair enough just do it i i think it's kind of a segue i i was gonna say um uh, as far as like cooking stuff goes you know very unique combinations things like that and stuff you've never had i know what, what you're gonna say what, what, was, <laughs> what am i gonna say go ahead no 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 go ahead i think i know what you're okay. gonna say what would you what would you say <laughs> is your favorite flavor profile i knew it i knew it, yeah. I knew it. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> we should have guessed because we would have been right mm -hmm. i'll you screw know you guys it. you know it i am a psychic it turns out so uh so yeah, like this is sort of akin to the question of like, what's your favorite dish to make? Or like, well, don't well, worry, that that's coming, coming up. Next. Don't worry, start prepping your answer. <laughs> and to me, like, uh, what I think of like a favorite something that that often implies, even uh, even even unconsciously in one's mind, that there's a lot of crappy choices, and then one stands out as like, wow, that right there, that is the it. And, uh, and I, I've had so much, see, and here's the other thing with you, food can only taste so good. Uh, there, there's sort of a limit on, uh, on, on how good food can be after you're like, wow, that was awesome. Like totally mind blowing food doesn't get really that much better than that. <laughs> so, uh, so, so in that sense, like, uh, I mean, to to pick a like a like anything done to a really high level uh is it doesn't even have to be fancy i mean you can have really high level nachos and uh and i mean oh, and yeah, just the can. just basics done really well is uh it are 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 fantastic and um but yeah any anything done really well is uh is sort of my my favorite at the time whatever whatever my my body is is craving to eat uh at at uh at that that moment I'll, I'll think of sort of an array of food and be like oh yeah that excites me right there and uh and that's what i'll go for but yeah yeah so uh so like the whole favorite food thing fl favorite flavor profile thing i know they make great questions but uh <laughs> but yeah it's uh it, i i think i think a lot of people i don't know a lot of mediocre food and then something stands out as their favorite what do you think pushes it over the cliff from mediocre to extraordinary <laughs> pepper Pepper. Mm. It's mostly pepper and salt. <laughs> pepper. <laughs> that's a that's a, an interesting complex question. Uh, I mean, yeah, the, I guess there's there's really I don't, I don't think there's the, there, there's no one thing because uh, uh, it's not an ingredient 
typically. And it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's a mixture of, uh, of the method first and foremost, and, uh, and, and at least the, uh, the, the right ingredients, like, uh, second most. And so, uh, so while each dish, like the, the, the method is the absolute most important thing. And that's what I try to show sort of throughout my book and throughout my, uh, throughout my videos that like the, the method is the it. Uh, and not an exact measurement of ingredients. And, uh, and typically, each dish will have two or three uh, main flavor carrier ingredients, uh, which cannot be omitted. And uh, other things, yeah, you can, you, you, can, you can play around with a little bit. But, uh, but like an exact amount is, there's a pretty big range of right, as long as, uh, as, long as you sort of follow the right methods for whatever you're making. I it's funny because in reading through your book that's a thing that I noticed like it your your answers make sense to me based on your book and you know your your show like you take what would be very basic simple things and you just do it right and so it's good. I know that probably sounds a little silly to no, people. No, for sure. No, no, that that, that that's what it is. <laughs> but like, like uh, I mean the the book and the show there I mean the the food isn't isn't brought up from out of nowhere. It's basically uh, like I, I I like to eat what I would what I would order at restaurants. Yeah. So why wouldn't other people want that? I mean, which are basically basics from all sorts of cultures uh, all over the world. And yeah, but just basics done really well mm -hmm. is uh, equals uh, a really doable form of veganism that uh, that it tastes really good. And it's just so much fun, like reading through your book. I laughed so many times. Like, I was like, this is so, it's just so much fun. And I mean, again, this is like very particular to like mine and Andy's brand. Yeah. When, so when we were like, when a look, he's summoning yeah. potatoes. When for a staff is to summon up the chives, you yeah. know you found a sweet spot for us. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. We really, we really loved that. It was great. Um, I thought Andy would also um want to know why sweet potatoes and the potato yeah potato we, we need soup. to talk about potato leek that. soup real quick listen i haven't gone to all of my like real biting questions oh my god potato. don't not don't knock it till you've tried it i, I am because so that's andy's curious. soup that he makes is potato leek soup and so when you were making that and andy's watching he's like oh, potato leek soup this is gonna be great and then oh, he's I'm like here for it Sweet potatoes? What, what are sweet potatoes he, doing here? Yeah, oh, he no. was like not mad, but he was like, well, what? I what? think I think you're a tuberous morning glory. What are you doing? You're not I, a potato. Yeah, well, I think that Andy's admiration is why he wasn't mad. If anyone else dared, <laughs> dared to put sweet potatoes in that soup, oh, there he would have rioted. We'd still be hearing about it. We've had my soup. now. Granted, there's also white potatoes in there. Yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's a. Uh, I mean, you can take them or leave them. Honestly, yeah, it's it's definitely not one of the main flavor carriers, but uh, but yeah, it kind of rocks if you try it. It's like the it, it feels like it's that little kiss of something that's in there. Look, like how you doing? Like, I'm just <laughs> oh here. Just <laughs> Cat's over here pretending like she doesn't know exactly what's going on, or that this isn't exactly oh, no, what's going to happen. I do know. It. That's why I'm laughing because I do know exactly what's going on. And even though I can't see your face, I can picture. You know it. what and it looks it's like. Just it's just you so sweet. But I also want to know, Andy, when are you going to make me that soup? When am I going to make you the potato leek soup, yeah. including sweet potato? Yes. 
I don't know. Come on over. Because <laughs> I mean, you have to try it, right? And I'm I'm willing I, to volunteer my time. It's extremely high on my list right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I'll, we can I'll get good leaks. Yeah, when we can get good leaks. Do uh, all right, Brian. Because uh, I'm thinking about that recipe now. <laughs> Do you have any strong opinions on <laughs> milk alternatives? Oh. Uh, I do actually. I knew uh, and it, they, and they've changed, and, they, and they've changed over the years. <laughs> Strong opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, well, I mean, especially now with um, with uh, oat milk, is like spectacular, mm-hmm. and uh, and now I mean it's not spectacular in everything because it has like a little bit of, a, of an oaty taste, but um, but I I I swear I used to be able to drink smoothies just fine without it, and uh, and now I'm like not anymore. Oh man, this just uh takes it over the edge uh it's and it's cheaper than a really high fat coconut milk and um and which is uh which is probably my second favorite of uh of the things down the line and uh and honestly that's that's mostly what i use now is a is a, is a high fat coconut milk and um and uh an oat milk i was and, hoping i mean yeah i mean <laughs> almond milk uh, i mean it's fine like uh soy milk yeah, I, I haven't mm-hmm. had soy milk in a long time so i can barely or maybe remember what it tastes like but uh it's probably okay in something, but I mean, uh, with, uh, with, with almost none of them, uh, I, I don't, I don't really drink any of them like just straight from the glass anyways. But, uh, but yeah. Um, if you do want to try something that was like, oddly, it was a little disturbing straight from the glass because it was good. Um, like, and very milk like, and, uh, is also very good for cooking is not milk. Um, I haven't had it yet. Yep. It's, pea protein primarily but it's, it has some weird shit in there it has like pineapple yeah. juice cabbage juice like very small amounts like it's less than two percent but <laughs> it's science milk yeah we read all about it they put it through is it similar to that ripple one uh, really no i don't think so no that but, one had like a strange milk aftertaste that uh that i didn't like but it did have a we it did it did have a strange milk aftertaste a strange milk aftertaste is now the name of this episode <laughs> i knew it i knew it <laughs> um with not milk they actually put it through an ai to get the scientific profile of milk from a cow and <laughs> it spit out what it could what could be used that's a plant to make milk and so it's very good we found it at whole foods i'm not sure where else it's available but uh yeah it's It's... really good it was it was kind of wild and it was cool uh the that was ai's name was giuseppe right giuseppe yeah Mm -hmm. i think it's it's certainly worth checking out for for cooking i think for baking it did however break in coffee which Mm. i thought was very strange Hmm. I, I've seen a, I've seen actually videos of a of an AI like analyzing the lyrics of like the entire discography <gasps> of a band, and then like spitting out like a song that <gasps> that band would make. Oh my god! And there's a <laughs> there's a Metallica one that's actually kind of oh good. My god, yes, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. This, this is this is a great segue. That's a great segue you provided me, Brian. There we into go. let's talk about metal. Can we talk about metal for a minute? <laughs> Do you do you want do you want me to leave? Do you want us to you leave want you us alone? To go? Do you yeah, guys... you guys you okay. guys can go. All the vegans can go. This is metal. Corner. All the vegans. <laughs> no, you just got rid of yourself too. I know. What? I know. Oh boy. All right. Well, welcome. Buckle welcome up. Welcome to metal corner. <laughs> uh, what are you listening to right now? 
What am I listening to right now? What metal me? What metal? Should, I should, should we, like we should use different voices. I'm listening to my me. own as 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 I'm writing a uh, a, a, another album. Oh, I'm nice. obsessively listening to my own mixes again and again, <laughs> and uh, and riding the uh, the roller coaster of this is the best thing ever, and this is uh, this is utterly terrible. Like, what the hell have I been doing? Why do for I think I can art? Twenty years now or something. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but what uh, I've been listening to actually a decent amount of like sort of local and unknown bands, uh, like, um, one called, uh, uh, I'm in graves from Dubai. Oh, and, cool. uh, it's a, it's a, fr- a friend of mine's band, uh, another band called, uh, Empyrean throne from near Los Angeles, somewhere, mm-hmm. somewhere in the, 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 the outer skirts of that. But, uh, but I mean, they, they had, a. Uh, just a lot of production that I really like. And so I kind of reference my own mixes to, uh, to, to, to their stuff. Uh, I listen to a lot of, um, this other kind of weird, uh, not really a weird band, but I don't know how many people know about them. They're called, uh, Mechina. And, Mechina. uh, it's kind of this interesting, like, uh, I'm not typically as much of a fan of like sort of modern genty metal, but, mm-hmm. and this is kind of like a, uh, symphonic space, like, uh, like atmospheric modern metal and uh, uh with uh with a uh, with a lot of synth stuff as well so yeah uh, i listen to a lot of mechana yeah 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 i mean of course i mean black metal wise i i always listen to dimu borgir and emperor and uh i guess there's a sort of the the, the pop black metal band <laughs> but um but yeah they're like they they're definitely pretty um pretty constantly in rotation with my stuff i mean even also i i listen to Dimu stuff a lot uh, for as a, as a reference. Like uh, I, I just because uh, their their production is is ridiculously amazing. So yeah, very interesting. I I I feel like it's going to be very like just very narrow casting to use the term gent uh, gent or gent. I never know how to pronounce the, the damn thing. Just I think it's typically gent. Is it just gent. Like it's it's not it's yeah it's not. But not they throw really a d too, in there just to be words. cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> cool. That's extreme narrow casting because. But Danny's looking at me like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, you lost me there. Just gotta chug on that on that low D or A, depending on how serious stuff. Yeah. That's probably uh, probably some of the most popular metal out there now. Which I I mean I have fe- I have feelings about that because I, I I guess I fall more into like a like a classic metal to like a straight metal. Uh, we're thrash fans in this house too. Sure, yeah, I'm a, I'm an old school thrash fan as well. And like that, I don't know. I have. Having cat, you can relate. Having gone to warp tours in the past, Ooh. when when the, some of the gent bands just showed up, and it was like, what's going on around here? Mm-hmm. I was just chugging on that, chugging on that low string. The low M- Meshuga, D. Meshuga, uh <laughs> unopen or opened up the the Pandora's box that could not be closed, <laughs> and he broke it for the rest of us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, <sighs> I, I remember when uh, Meshuga got popular, and everyone was like, you got to check this out. And I mean, nothing against Meshuga at all, no. but. Uh, uh, it's, uh, I mean, they're, they're fantastic musicians and if they're, they're listening now, then, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's nothing bad anyone could say about them, but yeah, it's not, it's not exactly my thing. And, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I mean, sort of like, um, at the gates, uh, sort of influenced mm-hmm. all of, uh, melodic death metal and stuff from, uh, from then on children of Bodom and yeah, stuff like that. This is a great little primer for anybody out there who wants to get into like some nice heavy metal stuff. Just 
just Google every single one of these, and there you go. If my sugar's <laughs> listening to this right now, I'm done. Yeah, Michelle. Sugar- <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out. Also, you have Rob Zombies out there listening. Why don't you just drop us a line Fuck too? Me I up. guess. Yeah. So he has goats that he that live in his house. Yeah. Mm. The dream. Why not? The dream. The, the dream. Goats live living in the house. Yeah. I mean, yeah. goats are great. Goats are fun. Uh, all right. Well, what other questions do you guys have? I monopolized a good chunk of time. Oh, no. I think you've covered I, most of those. Yeah, no. I've just yeah. really enjoyed watching this budding romance, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I, I was here to witness it. And you're glad you could be part of it? Yeah, I'm yeah. really glad I could be part of it. It's really sweet. That's really nice. Yeah. Do you have any comments, questions, concerns, things to mention? <laughs> yeah, you, most of the yeah I mean, maybe some concerns, probably. Yeah. Check out my book, uh, the, the Satanic Spell Book. Uh, you can just Google that or find it on Amazon, or even more preferably, you can actually get it at pretty much any local mm-hmm. bookstore or whatnot. Uh, uh, it's in the, the main distributors of most uh, local or most any bookstore and uh, and even like new age bookstores. I believe it's in their distributors as well. Nice. And always talk to your local bookstores because even if yeah, they don't, find they can something. find it. They mm-hmm. can find it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I, I want to throw it out there. Don't be afraid to practice a little self-love and cook for yourself tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, uh, uh, get, yeah. Get that thing out of your mind where oh, yeah. you, you can't cook for yourself. That's a... Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say that that's dumb. No, I. Uh... Well, I. And I love that because I don't often cook for myself, in part because I'm lazy, but also because <laughs> I get frustrated by like making too much, and then. I don't... No, too much is good. No. That means you have now reduced the average cooking time per meal. You're right. Because uh, yeah, if you if every meal that you, I mean that's why in in all the the videos and in the in the books and even in cooking demonstrations and whatnot. Uh, yeah, I never make just one dish worth of stuff. That's, uh, that that's now I'm not going to say that that's completely done because some things don't, don't last, but 95% of the time. Yeah. You want to cook things that you can save for later because you don't, you don't want to spend an hour cooking every meal. You want to spend an hour once and then five minutes reheating the next four meals yeah no that's totally true because like like tanny said we bought so much food over the weekend and (laughs) it's only today that i have finished eating it all so i figure (laughs) if i like was better about cooking for myself for like days at a time i could continue on that same experience you know and here's the other thing i would like to point out that like we andy and i cook all the fucking time and i usually still have enough yeah. to bring Kathleen food. So you could mm-hmm. return the favor. Well, no, you're totally <laughs> right. Me. Because well the the times that I that I, I do cook I have largely been for you, Danny. Because That's true. Beans. Yeah, because um, oh, fucking beans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. So like on our Monday night movie nights or like whenever if I'm gonna cook, it's it's usually for Danny. Um, mm-hmm. so that's a good point. I could continue that tradition. Um, yeah. But for you. Yeah. And me. Treat yourself. Yeah. And me. <laughs> and and you, yeah. Because and because me. because I, I too am single, but Danny is my <laughs> surrogate, my fake, mm. my fake girlfriend. So fake girlfriend? Well, you know what I mean. I don't know. <laughs> I think we need to go back and listen to your podcast a little yeah. more. It's not fake. It's as real as it gets. No, no, no. I, I like I take all my I'm a single person's out behavior out on Danny, I suppose. <laughs> mm. 
Um, I also wanted to point out that I think this, so the satanic spell book, this is, it would, I would recommend this cookbook, not only for people who like metal, not only for vegans, I would, and I think Andy will agree with me. I think people who are D and D fans would really enjoy oh, yeah. <laughs> this cookbook um, mm-hmm. because we also play D and D. But like, Shock. it's a you encounter spell- the satanic spellbook. Do you use sword oh. or run? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> See, but it's like so because it's written like a spellbook, and so it's like I think it'd be really fun if you're a little bit nerdy, I guess, or whatever, and play D and D. I think you'll find it very entertaining, and it's good fucking food, and so. Highly accessible. Absolutely. Highly accessible. Yeah. There's a, a whole group of people that you could drop that down on. Bring them. Yeah. In there's the there's a little. There's a. I, actually, actually, I did a cooking demonstration at um at uh, the Grand Rapids Comic Con. And out of a crowd of uh of essentially completely non vegans, uh, after the cooking demonstration and after people got to to try the food. Uh, sold about a hundred books. Nice. Knew it. Well, yeah. No, that, yeah. I was like yeah. thinking that that I'm sure having that crossover really mm-hmm. opens the door to a lot of people that you probably wouldn't reach otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's sort of the knife edge of a uh, of of a uh, of the of the edge of my of of my target market in a sense. Yeah. Uh, in the sense of people. People that like costumey stuff and theatrics, and I'm a costumey and theatric. Like that's probably the 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 main crossover. I mean, I used to play D and D and games, and grew up in a comic store as well. But uh, but at the same time, yeah, like uh, and actually, I did notice a shift at that Grand Rapids Comic Con, uh, in that in the sense that um, I never would have associated any uh. I mean, since I grew up with those people and, and I wasn't vegan at the time, I was, I was the opposite of vegan. Like, uh, yeah, I was a carnivore, carnivores or like, uh, whatever you want to call Taco it. Taco Bell. And like, uh, yeah. And, uh, and so, but there's actually been a shift now that, uh, that they're starting, uh, as, uh, a lot of the ones that grew up with me, uh, like are around my age and, uh, and I'm 40 now. And all of a sudden, the, the the food things start to catch up with you around that, <laughs> and uh, like uh, depending on sort of what what choices you you made in life, and actually, and and yeah, the, so there there was like uh, an interesting weird shift. Where they 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 were they were receptive, and they were like, wait a second, like yeah, I think the way that I'm eating is uh is uh is killing me in a sense. <laughs> yeah, it's isn't it, it's so interesting. Like food is this intersection now, like this intersection between all these different things. You're like, oh, you like good food? I like good food. You like good food? I like good food. It's like, yeah, sure, man. Get the satanic spell book. Yeah, and anyone who doesn't think like that's a fucking douchebag. Yeah, honestly, I'm, those are the only people <laughs> who like won't don't. let intersectionality happen are people who are I know like dumb. They're not nice people. <laughs> They're dumb, man. Yeah, Just dumb. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I realized since we covered the food and everything, my last, I do have one more question, something you forgot, Andy. Mm-hmm. Um, did you buy or make the ladle with the oh, spice? Oh, it's very, qu- yeah, great question. The, <laughs> the ephemera. <laughs> I mean, anything with a ladle or anything with a, with a spike in it, in one sense I made, but did, did I forge the ladle? Did I like <laughs> melt down the metal yeah. and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and cast it? No. I uh I gotta uh, uh now here's one thing too that I've realized that that not everyone outside of Florida has is that we have 
flea markets here that sell <laughs> like uh which i i swear like uh my, my theory on how all the junk gets in the flea markets is that uh that the 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 people from the flea markets drive out in their their vans to uh to this field like at like midnight and they all join hands and they just start chanting junk junk <laughs> junk and like a junk portal just opens up and like just spews out all this shit just <laughs> everywhere. And they have to cram it into their vans like haphazardly, like as fast as they can before it just uh, just turns to dust again. And whatever whatever's in their van, they get to keep and, and sell at the flea markets. So. Put it in the astral van before the elder gods are angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the theory. So uh, so yeah, yeah. Like uh, so people people watch my videos and they're like Oh, I wish I could afford like all that fucking sweet black metal stuff. I'm like, ah, like got it for like a dollar and a half. Jokes on Painted you. Painted it black, put a spike in it, put a spike in it. <laughs> Listen, if 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 it all goes sideways, at least you know there's a hustle somewhere in there for just selling spiked ladles. Yeah. 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 yeah fair enough. <laughs> that little broke, actually. By the way. Oh, no. the forest of bars. I think uh, I think uh, during uh, I, since I, I I take everything around traveling around the world, uh, not everything survives the luggage. <laughs> it met a, it met a soup that was too hearty. That's my that's my dream. <laughs> my yes. my head cannon. Are you getting got anything else? Nah, that was my last. That was my my last question. Was the ladle because we yeah, admired yeah. it. So I have maybe one last one. Ooh. Oh, how different! I know. Um, I <laughs> it's an hour in. I kind of wish I'd asked you this sooner, but. <laughs> But that's okay. Um, so you the magic of editing. I know, right? <laughs> so you mentioned um, that at one point you were thinking about opening a new age bookstore, and I've seen your your book in new age type shops. So I'm kind of mm. curious. Obviously, you must subscribe to that sort of thing, and you're speaking to three people who are really into like ghosts and spirit and, <laughs> and all of that. So. Um, so I don't know if I have like a, you know, a general question, but I guess I'm kind of curious, like how that all fits in. And and do you have any good ghost stories? Do you, are you obsessed with ghost television the way we are? Like, what's the situation? Cut this out for the other podcast. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am an, I am an absolute font of new age poppy. Yes, same. And, uh, and uh, now, although when I was in Los Angeles, I didn't really talk about it maybe that much because, uh, I think in Los Angeles, sometimes they take it to like an insane degree. <laughs> like, uh, like if you if you ask like a like a crowd of New Age people, like who here is like an incarnation of the Buddha? Like, at least six people are gonna oh, raise gosh. their hand. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, and, and and like be full and like good and be all in on it. And yeah, and so uh, and uh, and one interesting thing also the like a difference between like sort of the New Age communities. Uh, that I've seen in Florida and in Los Angeles is that in Florida it's kind of like um, I don't know it, it's it, it, it like a sort of a, a, a I don't know how, I don't know how to say this exactly or like a, like it, uh, what I'm trying to say is in Los Angeles a lot of that is on like the super rich side of town mm. and like the events are like really expensive and uh, and and it's like uh, it's like more of a more of a wealthyish thing like uh, to 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 do and to to be into over there and uh and in in florida it's kind of the opposite is uh is what i'm trying to say hmm. and so yeah it's just i mean not to knock either one but like uh but yeah yeah that's just just a just a, a weird difference that uh that that i've noticed it but um 
but in like uh, in terms of like ghost stories or thing, I maybe I don't have good ghost stories, but I've got a I don't know, maybe I have an alien story. Oh, oh well, okay, yeah. that's, that'll do. Yeah, I mean, Hello? I guess I can settle for that. Yeah, if and, uh, and and sadly, uh, sadly, I can't find the Facebook post that I made about this years ago. Um, but th- I guess that all sort of fits into the story. So driving home, this was actually even just in downtown Orlando, and driving back from a from a park that uh, that I walk around a lot. I think it was probably Lake Eola or something. Driving back on the highway. And me and my my girlfriend at the time, we see something that looks like a looks like like a blimp with like a marquee underneath it, and like a, like a marquee that like like advertising something or something like that. But uh, but it looked kind of strange, and uh, and it wasn't it, 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 it sort of dusk, but definitely not dark. Like, uh, but um, and it wasn't that far away, and so we were sort of driving towards it, and then we realized, well, that that mar- like uh, when we were. Like not quite under it, but but pretty close to it. We're like that marquee doesn't say anything. That's just like <laughs> a bunch of weird like lines, and uh, and I'm like that's not like a blimp. That's like some kind of it looked like I don't know some kind of sort of flying saucer ish thing with like a like a like a bell shaped thing. Uh, the only thing that made me think that it was man made uh, was there was two lights on either side of it, and like like one would blink and then another would blink and then one would blink and then another would blink, and uh, and we we're like what the hell is that? And the people next to us were hanging out of their car, filming it on their phone, like driving, like on the highway, like hanging out of their car, like filming this thing on their phone. Oh my god! And I'm like, well, this is so plain as day. Like, if uh, if we're the only ones that saw it, then then it was then it was nothing because this is this is just plain as day. And uh, and if 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 I can remember the date, uh, that like uh, there there was a m- dozens of like MUFON reports. If you look at like that, like uh. Like MUFO one, like uh, things where people report things. There was uh, dozens of them that day, like uh, all up and down Florida. And anyways, this uh, this craft thing starts like flying away, like uh, like I guess I guess it's sort of uh, north uh, north um, northeast bound ish on I four, but uh, but I guess maybe a little bit uh, a little bit to the left of whatever that is. I'm bad at directions, um, but uh, I guess more to the west, like. Uh, and just starts going really fast and then changes direction like like all of a sudden and uh, just like shoots off in the other direction, like uh, off in the distance. And uh, I started a Facebook thread about it. And I was like, I was like, I swear I just saw an alien ship today or something like uh, it's like it, it was so plain as day. If 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 everyone in Orlando isn't talking about it, then then it was nothing. And uh, and I looked on YouTube and I, I found a video of uh of it and i was like yeah the, uh, this is this is the thing like uh like here it is and uh and i guess it was seen up and down sort of the the, the i4 corridor and uh and even a bit in south florida like uh like with almost the same description and uh and then the the next day that youtube video was taken down and there was like uh nothing nothing about it <laughs> and, uh, and so uh so yeah and and that and that's when also i realized that like whether you whether you've seen a an alien spacecraft or not doesn't really make a difference. You uh <laughs> can't really do anything with that information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so uh so yeah, I don't know. That's uh That's a great that's, story. That's my, yeah. that's my alien story. I don't know. My 
it might not be good that you've talked about it in such a public place. If, it, if, if we don't hear from you in the next couple of days, we'll know they can. Yeah, if you. this podcast mysteriously gets taken yeah, if, down. If we all go away. <laughs> it's been a good ride, listeners. Yeah. Yes, it has. I mean, that must have been like 2012 or uh, or 2013. Yeah, or maybe, maybe yeah, somewhere between 2010 and 2013. That is as good a place as any. Well, go ahead. You guys wrap it up because I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, oh. uh, so where where can people, we talked about where they can find your book. Where can they find you on the internet if they want to get a hold of you? Because that's where everyone goes nowadays. Yeah. How, can, how can If you just Google talk? Yeah. If you Google anything like vegan black metal chef, uh, you will you will find it. And um, I guess I'm mostly on Instagram these days. Uh, vegan BLK MTL chef. Uh, someone stole the, the full name before I could get it. What? And it's a picture. The last I checked, a picture of two cucumbers. <laughs> so vegan, huh. vegan BLK MTL chef. Oh, my God. Hey, hey, if you're out there, Internet handle this vegan black metal chef. Give it up. All right. Stop. But it. Yeah, the great on YouTube, of course. Vegan black metal chef on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's it. And other than the big thank you. Yeah. Thank you for- so much. This, like we, Everything. thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, we joke about Andy like freaking out and whatnot, but we were freaking out too. So <laughs> this is yeah. this is very exciting. I I totally appreciate it. Got to be some big potatoes in the potato leaf soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it maybe is. I'm it the was, sweet potato. It was fun. Um, I'm excited. We'll we'll send you some photos or maybe some some videos of us making some. Oh yeah, yeah, crafting some spells from the book. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yay. Well, thank you. It's been real. And if we don't hear from you again, we know it's because you're with the little gray men uh, <laughs> on another planet. And the Fair government's enough. come for you. And the government's I come hope for so. you. Birds are actually drones. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what do you what do you have to say for yourself, Andy? What do you mean what I have to say for myself? I think that was a, I think that was a fantastic time. I think we got you into totally very fangirl though. You're I, always I, I talked I have fangirl. minimal slobber, yes. but it was it was a respectable amount of slobber. Yeah, you know, like yeah, just no, enough. it wasn't it wasn't bad or anything, but like what's funny is in general you're always like a little bit aloof and yeah. like neutral, whatever. And wow. I've talked to you before Thirsty. about how like if I met Cher, I would drop dead. You know, like and not even share, but like little, like the McElroys. Okay, so like they're like smaller but, potatoes, yeah, right? Well, but no, but I but mean, like I would drop dead. I'm a fangirl. Like listen, I would, listen. I would, and like you kind of show, and you're always like, no, I would be cool. Like if I met Elton Brown or whatever, I would just be cool. Like yeah, whatever. well, yeah. Okay, you built a thirst trap for me. Okay, just in the name, vegan black metal chef. Okay, it's a thirst <laughs> trap designed for Andes. That's just what it is. <laughs> Thirst mm-hmm. trap designed for Andy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would your thirst it, it, trap it, look like, Danny? I don't uh, know. It would be mm-hmm. a cat man yes. who <laughs> is happy to leave you alone except yes. for a snuggle. My thirst trap mm-hmm. would be And similar. also sing show tunes. Yeah, yeah. my thirst. So, so our thirst trap is a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, mine would be similar. I was thinking that he would be holding some cats and um, have to be, yeah, like musically inclined as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the other room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it would be it would be a guy with cats who wants to talk about cats on Skype 
from his own home. Yes. <laughs> See, I don't even want to bother with Skype. I would say text me. Just let me pick yeah, up yeah, your account to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah so your th- yeah. So your thirst trap is a guy who's it, who was in cats and sends you pictures of his cats. Okay, well, but I know someone it. like that, and he is a gay man. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. How, how are we married again? What? Collectively? Like, how are we married again? What do you mean? I, hmm. hmm. Maybe it's just my cat daddy that kind of, like, does it for you. Yeah, he's seeing you with the kitten. Yeah. yeah it's very cute. It's a Russell's or Jimmy's. Yes, Jimmy's. <laughs> yes, Jimmy's Russell. <laughs> oh, that was, uh, anyway... Um, that was a great of, interview, of though. Rustling the Jimmies. Can I go ahead and make that disclaimer now? Oh yeah, Daddy Andy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how many? How many wait, no, no, Jimmies? No, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> For the listening audience, I want Kat to say that again. What? Daddy Andy. Yes. Is that what you meant? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is this is fitting into somebody's slash fic right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um. So in the in the break there, Daddy Andy asked me, well, not asked me, but wanted to ensure that I was making good choices. And so I just want to disclaimer to all of our listeners um, that if you've seen the movie Almost Famous and you know the term Band-Aid, then you might be assuming that I banged a whole lot of rock stars in my early 20s. And that is not the case. <laughs> so... I just want to see that I never... Oh, my cats are running up the stairs like mad women, men. Um, That I never rustled any jimmies with any rock stars. There, you know, there was never any banging, which is actually probably why they stopped wanting to hang out with me, like, if Mm. we're being serious. Mm. (laughs) No. Because word got around. do Do you have some regret about that? I have a little bit of regret. There are some instances where I'm like, nah, you know, maybe. I mean, you know, if I were who I am now, that might not have been the case. But me in my early 20s uh, was not, she was a little scared. So she didn't, she was very afraid of boys. So she she didn't do that. Boys are weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gross. But I mean, boys are still weird and gross. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. If I'm being honest. The peen is not an attractive item. No, no, it sure isn't. Mm-mm. No. That's why the correct response is to have a little chuckle, though. <laughs> a polite, a polite guffaw. <laughs> is that your response mm. when you see a peen? Yeah, usually it says. Mine is the weird laugh I was doing earlier at work for whatever oh. reason. Yeah. What was that? that I have no idea. I don't out. think I can do it again. <laughs> it was it no. was like a, a like a hysterical like a calm hysteria. It was a calm yeah. hysteria. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. Cuz it was kind huh. of I, like the like everything is not okay laugh, but it was calmer than that, so I wasn't <laughs> sure if she No, it was quicker. It was like <laughs> but calm. Yeah. It was real weird. Yeah. And I don't I, was I know that laugh. Unsure. I th- Wait a minute. I know that laugh. <laughs> I think everything is, is okay. I don't know. Maybe it was just being at work immediately. My body's response was to be not okay. Yeah. yeah. It was, it, it was, it was, uh, I wasn't really sure if it was a real laugh, a fake laugh, if we were upset, if we were okay. I didn't know what was going on. Which these are all the emotions that should yeah. run through your head when a peen is presented. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. definitely fair. Yeah. Calm hysteria. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, mm-hmm. 
great. Uh, so we we've been catching up on a on a YouTube D and D thing, Critical Role. I, I'm sure some of our listeners are crossing the streams here. There was a great moment, <laughs> and I want to call this out, of somebody speaking to plants, where mm-hmm. they were talking. They were talking to some crabgrass. Uh-huh. And they just and they're like, I, I I'm gonna start petting the crabgrass, and then the crabgrass goes, um, consent, please. <laughs> and the and the character goes, oh, m- may I pet you? And the cra- yeah, yes, please. So a very nice moment of don't forget, just consent. Like all then of that, all of that not happening. once, but twice, because then another character times. went to do it. Yeah, and then oh no, consent, consent please, consent, please. <laughs> very cute. So don't forget before you pet your pets or plants, just. Always or anything. consent first. Or um, especially if you've fucking seen the happening, mm-hmm. my dudes. Don't That's upset your fucking plants. Going. No, it was not. Nope. Was yeah, not. no. You don't want to upset your plants. Yeah. Ask if it's okay if you're in the room. Pet them. Take care of them. Ask Let them know you feeling. mean no harm. Yeah, you don't mean yeah. any harm to them. Otherwise, if you don't know what's going to happen, well. Yeah. That, that like, series of rules just fits for any noun that you want to put in there, really. What? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Bump, bump. No. How about you? Anything else? I got nothing. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got Other a... than I can't wait to cook up some spells from my cookbook mm-hmm. if yeah, I ever go, get it. Yeah, go get a satanic uh, spell You book. better stop sassing me or I'm going to keep it forever. Kathleen is the worst. She the I worst. have all the power. <laughs> yeah, go. Not until we start casting some uh, real sat- satanic spells. You know, I was going to say, but I have a key to your house. And then you oh, could have said. Oh, she's flaunting it in front of me. But then she could have said, I know so how the code normal. to get in your house. Yeah. And then I could have said, we could change the codes. And I know um, that Kat I can't definitely... change her locks. I definitely don't know the code to get in your house. I would 100% have to ask for verification. There's a mm. nine oh. in it, I think. I don't know. Oh. Well, see, never be. mind. I have a key to your house. <laughs> That's true. Well, then and, fucking and come we get it. It's right you here. <laughs> and you can't change your locks because if you go to change I'll your locks right to your here. doors, it'll take 12 years for yeah. Lowe's. So. I'll leave it right yep. here. It's right uh, right by my couch. <laughs> well, we've got your food held hostage, too. So. No, we don't. No. What? No. No, I have not. No, because I'm a sucker You've and I brought up our her leverage. her food. Yes. Son of a... <laughs> Damn it. You'll get yeah. more. All right. Come on. All right. Well, thanks for listening to the uh, the V-Spot uh, Veganish podcast for Survival and Best Friends. You've switched it up. And yeah, that I have. me out. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Trying something new. Coming in here, changing everything. Man, yeah. typical um, man. Hey, uh, yeah, typical man, just doing his own thing, not thinking about anything else. Uh, uh, check out the, the the show notes, the description in your podcast player. You know, you can expand and see it. Oh, hello, Ketan. It's Normie. He's so it's big. Like a normal cat. Like a I'm regular a cat. Normal cat. I'm a normal I'm a cat. Normal cat. Uh, so uh, expand the description of this episode, and you can find the uh, Instagrams, the Tweeties, the Facebooks, probably the website. You can get it all there at thevspot.fm. If you want to check out other uh, podcasts that are on this network, soundbite.fm, or like I did the other time, soundbite.fm. I. Hey, you guys forgot about that, didn't you? I did. Uh, and really did. most importantly, if you, if you, um, well, not most importantly, if you love us and you appreciate this, you can go to Patreon 
dot com slash V spot and throw us some some cash, some, some sweet, sweet cabbage. Some cabbage. Uh, but it, but most but most importantly, if you if you love us and you think uh, a friend would love us, or you think a friend would hate us, or you just don't like a friend, or I, any any instance, uh, grab their phone. Is. Yeah, whatever your situation, the circumstances you've got, take a friend's phone, go on to their podcast player of choice, and subscribe them to the V Spot, and you can go ahead and like rate review, and that stuff too while you're at it for for them. You don't have to do it for you. You don't have to own this. Make them do it. So they've got it. That's all the spiel. That's all the shit. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. All right, anything else? Nope. All right. We're out of here. Goodbye. Hi. <laughs>